the same person, Lin Manuel Miranda, that you're shitting on now for not having enough darker quote unquote Latinos in the play, in the movie, in the film, literally recast every single white person in the historical story of Alexander Hamilton as all blacks and Latinos. You stupid fucks, but that doesn't count, right? What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Sponsor Day Podcast, the podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 183 of the Sponsor Day Podcast, and in this episode, I speak about three things. In the Heights, the film, based on the play by Lynn manuel Miranda. I also speak about UFC 263, and a TV show that I've been watching, The Godfather of Harlem. If you're interested in my take, in my recap, my review, my deep dive, if you will, and I'm using the term deep dive very loosely in that sentence, but if you're at all interested, please stick around. But first, here is a very quick way that you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other, which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. In the Heights, the film released in 2021, had the screenplay written by Kiara Alegria Hughes, and it's based on the musical stage play, music and lyrics, by Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes, that same Lin Manuel Miranda that birthed the sensational play Hamilton. In the Heights, the play predates all of that by like over a decade. Here is the official synopsis of it: "Quote a film version of the Broadway musical." in which Usnavi, a sympathetic New York bodega owner, saves every penny every day as he imagines and sings about a better life, end quote. For those of you who don't know, In the Heights is a play on the term Washington Heights, which is a section, an area, a segment of northern Manhattan here in New York City. I believe gentrifiers are calling it Morningside Heights nowadays, but if you know, you know. Washington Heights is a melting pot as is most of NYC, but is predominantly Hispanic and even more predominantly Dominican. It's considered like little DR. Think little Italy or like a Chinatown, but instead of Italians or Chinese, substitute in Dominicans. Sprinkle in some loud music, chimi spots, habichuela con dulce lady on the corner, and a shit ton of double parking, and you have yourself Washington Heights. So that's the setting of this film. I was lucky enough many years ago to see the actual play. And just to give you guys an idea of uh, time period wise, my wife and I, Zoila, 
who's been on the podcast, Bantare alum. We've been together now for over 11 years in total. Not married for that long, obviously, but together for that long. We went to go see this play as our second date ever. In hindsight, it was a thirsty, pretentious move on my part, shelling out a few hundred dollars for orchestra seats to a Broadway play for a second date. Especially knowing what I know now, which is she would have been more than happy with going out for like a slice or something. Anyway, so that was like literally like 10, 11 years ago. And I believe that was Lin-Manuel Miranda's first play, at least on Broadway. It obviously had a successful run and he later went on to create Hamilton, which is which is obviously like one of the most successful plays ever, which I've spoken about here on the podcast. And actually, very quick aside, I saw Dasha Polanco at one of the times that I went to go see Hamilton. She was like sitting right by me and she is actually in this film remake of the play. So that was pretty cool. Shout out to her. And yo, for me, I really enjoyed it. It was, wasn't like a movie movie. It was more like a, it was like a remake of the musical, but like on screen, but not completely musical. You know what I mean? It's not like when you watch Hamilton now on like Disney plus or something like that, where it's literally a recording of the stage. You know, this is filmed like a movie. There is like spoken dialogue and narrative, but they bust out in like singing and dancing, like in a Bollywood movie, for example. And they do so all throughout, which is pretty cool. I know my nieces loved it too. And one of them told me that specifically, like she loved like all the singing in it and that there was like so much singing and dancing throughout it and that she was dancing the whole time while watching it. Now there's a bunch of different cool things that resonated with me throughout watching it, which I'm going to share with you, which might give away a bit more of like the storyline. There might be like some spoilers. I'm not sure if there will be, but there might be. So if you're worried about that, now's your chance to skip ahead. There was one scene where Abuelita speaks about these embroidered napkins that she had that were handcrafted and were her mother's. And it actually made me think of, actually, and shout out to Eileen Martinez, which has been on the Spontaday podcast, again, another Spontaday alum, which also shared some stories about her and her grandmother and her learning embroidery from her grandmother. Check out episode 165 of the Spontaday podcast if you haven't done so already. So you can check that out. But shout out to Eileen Martinez. And there was something that she said specifically when she and someone else were like admiring the like craftsmanship and, and work of the embroidered napkins. And she said something to the effect of the little details are what tell the world that we're not invisible. And, you know, she was speaking to the plight of an immigrant coming to this country and feeling invisible and like grinding and working hard, coupled with her pride of being uh, Cuban. She's Cuban. And just the sentiment behind like being proud of like who you are and what it is that you do and putting that into what it is that you do. And it resonated with me, not just from the point of view of the immigrant mentality, which I can empathize with and relate to being that my family's from the Dominican Republic, but just the sentiment behind focusing on the little details of your work, of your craft, even if you feel invisible as a writer or as a podcaster, <clears throat> sponsor <it>. <clears throat> but still having that sense of pride in what you do. I thought that was dope. And that goes into the next point that I wanted to share, which was a scene where Nina's father, which is played by Jimmy Smith's, was speaking about starting his small business, which was at this point a fairly su- successful large taxi service. And he was telling the story of how he started and he literally started with two cars. 
then rented out a small location, later expanded that location, and slowly, you know, increased in number of cars. And he said the statement, start small, dream big. I also really like the song, We Are Powerless, because it had many different levels to it. It was like a double entendre on the fact that they were literally in a blackout, which on one level, you can relate to the fact that in a lot of these countries, especially DR, like the electricity, the power goes, like it goes out very frequently. It could be multiple times a day, definitely multiple times a week. It could be every day for a few days straight. They might get a day or two in between where your power is good, but it's literally just like a part of the way of life over there. And, you know, if you are lucky enough to live near like a hospital or a school or like a place that can't lose power and you happen to be close enough in proximity to like share the same electrical lines and outlets, you might be lucky and not have that issue. But that's like few and far between. And also many people in DR have like backup generators because this is such like a, a common occurrence. Like all the resorts and shit, for example, will have backup generators. So you won't feel that if you visit in that way. But some residential like houses that can afford it also have that. So for me, it related to that. And the fact that in the movie, they were literally in a blackout and they were speaking about being powerless. But the we are powerless was was also like a double entendre to we as a people are powerless. Our voices are not heard. And a lot of the lyrics throughout the song spoke to that sentiment and that struggle and that plight. I also appreciated like the the attitude of making the best of a bad situation and being in that blackout, like they took the opportunity to start shooting fireworks and appreciating the darkness of that night sky. A constant theme of the movie was the fact that everybody has their own quote unquote sueñito, which for my Hispanically challenged friends out there means a dream. Everybody has their own dream. And you had that with all of the characters where Usnavi, the main character, he's the bodega owner. And he's like saving up money and wants to go to DR to open up this like bar restaurant spot on the beach that his deceased father used to own. And he remembers so fondly from his childhood, from going over there as a kid. You have Jimmy Smith, his character who owns the taxi service, who realized that sueñito and then had the dream of being able to provide for his daughter who has gone off to college and, you know, paying her tuition at an expensive Ivy League school. I think I think it was Columbia or or NYU. I think Columbia, though. And it's something that he regretted not being able to do himself in going through school. Then she, on the flip side, felt like she didn't fit in in that environment, and she just wanted to come back into the neighborhood. You have another character who is one of the, the beauticians. She works at a, at a salon. She plays Usnavi's... I forget her name, but she plays Usnavi's love interest. Her sueñito is to get the fuck out of Dodge and become a fashion designer. You have Abuelita, who has realized her sueñito of just looking after the kids in the neighborhood. And in that very, it takes a village mentality, help raise them and help be like a rock and a cornerstone for each of them. And she also has a sueñito of win the lottery one day. And so it goes with life, right? Everybody has a sueñito. I want to be a writer and podcaster. I want to take my full-time job and part-time hobby and flip that around to a full-time hobby and part-time job. Everybody has their thing. Even if it's just, I'm dreaming for the weekend to come so I can go to the beach or chill out on the couch and relax. Which leads me to another song, which I actually remembered from the play, because I didn't remember a lot of the play until like rewatching or watching the movie, rather. 
and then some of it came back but this song paciente fe i definitely remember from the play and paciente fe translates to patience and faith and you can definitely take that in the religious context and have that as like a guiding force in your life but in my opinion you don't have to you can also have faith and patience in your pursuits have faith and patience in your craft have faith and patience in whatever it is that you're passionate about so i definitely appreciate the sentiment behind that song and the message behind it or embedded within it rather a line i liked from it was i forget who it was that was saying it but they were referring to something that abuelita always said which is asserting our dignity in small ways and that's true definitely as a people but on the individual level as well and ties back into what we spoke about earlier in terms of the little details that tell the world that we're not invisible another scene that was pretty cool is between jimmy smith's character and his daughter which i'm forgetting if her name was vanessa if she was vanessa or if she was nina i think nina anyway it's a scene that they come to a resolution for like the beef that they have because like i mentioned before he's like paying for a college a room and board and she just wants to come back to the neighborhood because she one doesn't want to impose on her father who is like selling away pieces of his business to be able to afford paying for her room and board intuition but also because she feels out of place around these ivy leaguers and like she doesn't belong and she's treated differently but they come to a resolution on that issue and he says something to her which i thought was interesting which he was happy about and it was kind of like a, a passing the torch type of moment where he tells her something to the effect of that she can see a future that he no longer can. And he said it like in a positive light, like in a, in the way that his father couldn't see why he didn't drop out of school. Like his father wanted him to, to go work at the factory to help with supporting the family, but instead immigrated and hustled and started his own business of, you know, the two car taxi service. And in that way, it made him okay with the resolution that came about with their issue. Something funny, which I actually thought, and is one of the only other things that I remember from the actual play, but I actually thought they executed it better in the play and kind of like glossed over it in the movie, which was Usnavi's name. Usnavi, the main character who owns the bodega and wants to go back to DR, spells his name U-S-N-A-V-I. And, you know, they ask him, you know, that's like a weird name. I never heard that name before. Where does it come from, etc.? And he explains that when his parents were coming to New York, they were on a boat and then they see this like massive, huge ship, more grand than anything they've ever seen. And then plastered alongside the hull of the boat was U.S.Navy for United States Navy. And they decided to name their kid that Usnavi. And I know that's like a, a popular favorite from the play. And it was fun hearing that again. Now, the last thing I want to address about the play about the this like movie film remake of the play is related to you cancel culture fucks i don't even know what to call you you're the culture vultures the folks and critics that are like shitting on this play and on lin manuel miranda because he supposedly didn't cast enough afro latinos not enough like black hispanics in the play you people truly disgust me you're taking the creative accomplishment of someone who busted their ass working on their craft, honing their craft, and was one of the lucky few that happens to be a Latino, by the way, one of the lucky few that breaks through 
and is able to bring his ideas, his dreams, his execution to fruition for the benefit, for the enjoyment of us, the masses, of you, culture vulture fucks. And in the process of executing his dream, his vision, for our viewing pleasure, he creates hundreds of jobs for writers and staff and choreographers and dancers and merchandising, ushers at the plays, is able to live off of his art, which most of us in our lifetimes will only dream of. And all you crabs in a bucket ass mentality motherfuckers can do is find something wrong with it and shit on it. And I say fuck you so vehemently because you're only doing it to virtue signal. You're only doing it to belittle and shit on someone else to satisfy that crabs in the bucket mentality of yours. Because if you apply your own logic, your warped fucking logic, you will look at something like his smash hit play Hamilton and realize that the biography, the life story of Alexander Hamilton and all those involved, all those white folks that were involved in the historical truth of that story, the same person, Lynn manuel Miranda, that you're shitting on now for not having enough darker, quote-unquote, Latinos in the play, in the movie, in the film, literally recast every single white person in the historical story of Alexander Hamilton as all blacks and Latinos. You stupid fucks, but that doesn't count, right? He's in absolute rare air with what he's been able to accomplish within his craft, within his art. And the ripple effects of how his accomplishments and those of the people that he was able to put on the ripple effects of that inspiration that's going to come and has come from all of that is unquantifiable. And still, it's not enough. You got to find something to shit on it about. You're fucking disgusting. And for any of you other cats that agree with the sentiment behind this cancel culture type crabs in the bucket ass mentality bullshit. You only get half a bar. Fuck y'all niggas. And for everybody else that wants to see a dope film, a dope play, and big up your fellow Latino brothers and sisters that worked hard on bringing this project to fruition, check out In the Heights, in theaters now, and also available on HBO Max. UFC 263, headlined by Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. I'm going to quickly recap the top three fights that I saw. Starting with Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Leon Edwards beat Nate Diaz in a unanimous five-round decision. And Leon absolutely dominated like four and a half rounds. Towards the end of the fifth, Nate Diaz, with his impeccable cardio, started connecting and cracked Edwards really good towards the end. Like wobbled him. And in true Nate Diaz fashion, he like points at him and like starts laughing and shit. And like follows up. But it was literally like the last, I want to say like, 20 or 30 seconds of the fight if that also why was this a five-round fight it wasn't a title fight and it was not a main event it was nate diaz obviously which is a hugely popular name in the sport but some rule or something that i'm not up to date with must have changed recently because all fights are usually three rounds unless it's a main event and or a title fight next up in the co-main event was brandon the assassin baby moreno versus davison figueredo and the assassin baby submitted Figueredo via rear naked choke in the third round to gain both a performance of the night bonus as well as, and more most importantly, the flyweight championship of the UFC. 
which was so fucking cool to see. Brandon Moreno, I remember seeing him in one of the tough series, The Ultimate Fighter, the TV show, which for those of you who don't know, is like a real world type of show that the UFC has where they put a bunch of fighters in a house together, you know, record all the drama and shit, similar to like real world. You know, they train and they're on two separate teams, but they all live on the same roof and they train with coaches and fight each other and get eliminated throughout the series. And last man standing gets a contract in the UFC. Brandon was one of these fighters and to see him go from that to now becoming the flatweight champion of the UFC is just like a dope full circle. And he's also, or at least comes off as like one of the nicest dudes ever. And you can see that not just from like the way he like interacts in like interviews and, and, and speaks and stuff or on social media and things like that, but also everyone that, that you see come in contact with him, like other fighters, including Davison Figueredo was like super happy for him, for him winning. So the guy that he just finished choking out was like clapping, picked him up, had him on his shoulders and was like super happy for Brandon that he won the championship. And it's like dope to see that, not just from like a sportsmanship perspective, but it's like one of those moments where somebody that you think deserves to get something actually gets that something. It's super cool to watch. So hats off to the new UFC flyweight champion, Brandon Assassin Baby Moreno. And in our final main event of the evening for UFC 263, Israel Stylebender Adesanya beats Marvin Vittori in a unanimous five-round decision. Marvin Vittori was poised to become the first UFC champion of Italian descent ever, but Israel Adesanya nixed that idea and those plans. Stylebender was like playing around the entire time that he was in there. Like he looked like he was just having fun another day at the office. It really did seem effortless. And remember, this is coming off of a loss from when he went up in weight to challenge for the light heavyweight title and lost and then this is his first bout back in his division where he was and still is the champion at middleweight so it was definitely cool to see him again uh, in his element and in true Israel Adesanya fashion he created several memeable moments <laughs> during this fight at one point when uh, Vittori had just had him like pressed up against the fence like towards the end of a round Adesanya just like pats his his ass and like squeezes it <laughs> Then uh, towards the final seconds uh, of the match, when Vittori again is like pressing Israel up against the, the fence and just trying to like wail, wail on his leg, Israel like pretends to cry and pretends that he's like really being hurt, but like in a very animated, you could tell that he's like pretending way. So that was pretty funny. And then uh, at the end, when they're announcing, when Bruce Buffer is announcing the winner of the fight, Vittori has like his hands up and and his head down like he he's like hoping that he's gonna get the win and then the camera pans to like Israel Adesanya and you see him like mocking Vittori and he's like pretending to be Vittori like crossing his fingers and like please 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 and then he like points at him and laughs like fucking idiot like there's no way in hell you won which definitely doesn't get a check mark in the box of sportsmanship <laughs> but definitely does in the column of it was funny so definitely hats off to the reigning, defending UFC middleweight champion, Israel, the stylebender, Adesanya. And that's UFC 263. 
The Godfather of Harlem. It was created by Chris Brancato and Paul Eckstein. And here's the official synopsis. A gangster named Bumpy Johnson makes his way in Harlem during the 1960s. A TV prequel to the 2007 film American Gangster, which centered on the criminal enterprise of Frank Lucas. Do you guys remember that movie? American Gangster? Dope movie. Starring Denzel Washington. And Jay-Z has a concept album by the same name, American Gangster, based on that movie. Anyway, the American Gangster movie, this TV show, which is available on Epics, by the way, if you guys want to check it out, is the prequel to that. It predates that. So in the movie, Denzel Washington's character, Frank Lucas, he was a driver for like this kingpin godfather of Harlem. But it's the movie takes place from how Denzel Washington, Frank Lucas, eventually takes over that organization when Bumpy Johnson dies. This prequel, at least so far up until uh, the two seasons that are out, is all about Bumpy Johnson, which again is the guy that Frank Lucas was the driver for. The writing credits for the show are Chris Brancato, Paul Eckstein, Rashida Brady, Zach Kalig, Moses Bernou, Michael Paines, Lawrence Andres, Heather Mitchell, and Matthew Newman. And the show has won a primetime Emmy. The writing is great. It's like really good, captivating story that covers the rise of Bumpy Johnson and his like criminal enterprise in Harlem and how it intertwines with the Italian mafia and their dealings with each other over territory. But what stands out most to me of this series is the impeccable acting, like across the board. I have not seen one character in this entire series that like doesn't go or that doesn't fit or that doesn't just like knock it out of the park. I think, and this might be a like an odd statement, but the main character, Bumpy Johnson, is played by Forrest Whitaker. I think Forrest Whitaker is, I don't want to say worst, actor in this series but he's the only one that at first i was like not believing him like in this role and it's far as fucking whitaker <laughs> he can like play anybody right he's like the cream of the crop when it comes to actors but that's just to show you like the level of acting within this entire series malcolm x is in the series a lot because this is around his time in harlem civil rights movement era he's supposedly friendly with bumpy johnson and throughout the series, you know, they they leverage each other's strengths, if you will. But so many more. Then uh, Malcolm X's character is played by Nigel Thatch. You have Ilfinesh Hadera, Lucy Fry, Antoinette Crow Legacy, Vincent D'Onofrio, which plays Edgar from Men in Black. Remember Edgar? He was the husband, the farmer guy husband, and the wife that that the the bug comes and like takes his skin, kills him and takes his skin, and the wife is like that was an Edgar. It was like something was wearing Edgar, like an Edgar suit. <laughs> um, that guy's in it. Eric LeRae, Harvey, Giancarlo Esposito, Rafi Gavron. It just goes on and on. Dope, dope acting. Even one of the characters that's like the love interest to Vincent D'Onofrio's daughter, who's Italian, and he's a black dude, and there's like these racial tensions, and he's like an aspiring singer. Like He comes off as a legit... 60s fucking doo-wop singer guy (laughs) they really did an awesome job an excellent job of just like immersing you within the experience of the world that this story creates my only gripe with it so far and i don't know if it's like a covid thing or or like a mid-season type of thing is that season two only has seven episodes that are out 
and that sucks because it's a really good show and i'm definitely looking forward for more again it's the godfather of harlem i definitely recommend it it's available now on epics and that folks is episode 183 of the sponsor day podcast i hope you enjoyed it i appreciate the heck out of each and every one of you that listened to the show thank you very much please stick around and listen to a couple quick ways that you can help support the sponsor day podcast if you so choose peace what's up folks tony here i hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as i enjoy producing it for you here are a few quick ways that you can help support this show you can support the spun today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support there you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section. We can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies, if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel, titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Sponsor Day newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to sponsoraycom forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're gonna receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones 
so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support, click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find the five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? SpunToday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy.